1: Zurich, Denz League, Switzerland, U.S. program, Austin Matthews. The penalty box, Neelander gets an extra shift, he scores! Coach played a hunch and the kid
2: has his first National Hockey League goal. Welcome to this special edition of the Tip of podcast. Uh, we're talking about everything Jimmy VC today. With the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Buffalo Sabres, the Rangers, every team that you've heard linked to Jimmy VC, We're going to try and go through it here real quick. Joining me, as always, is Jake Middleton, and joining us from Italy is David Morissuti. It just seems like everybody on the tip of the tower, except myself, is going to Italy, so I don't know Thank- what
1: that's all about this summer, but Dave, Jake, what's going on, guys? Nothing much. I was shocked you didn't get the email about it, me and Dave planned this.
2: Damn. Um, well, i got to check my DMs then, you know? Slide up in the DMs and let me know what's going on next time.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
3: yeah, Chris, you're missing the summer of Italy right now. Uh... Yeah,
2: what's going on with this? Like, I don't understand. How the heck did you guys both end up in Italy? Well, I know Jake left a bit earlier, but yeah,
1: uh, I don't know. I mean, the economy in Europe's pretty bad, so things are a little cheaper for us. It seems <laughs> like the right the right time to go.
2: Well, somebody who loves Italian food, and he made that known on his uh, previous interviews, is Jimmy VC. So let's talk about everything Jimmy VC here. Uh, recently there was a couple reports that came out with his deadline looming of August fifteenth where he can, you know, become a free agent and sign with whoever he wants. WKBW's Matt Bove thinks that the Sabres are unlikely to sign him. I think we can all kind of agree with that. Joe Haggerty of Comcast Sports New England thinks that VC's unlikely to sign with Boston, but he also thinks that he's unlikely to sign with Toronto and Buffalo and thinks Chicago, the Rangers, and surprisingly, the New Jersey Devils are the front runners. Um, Jake, I know how much a fan you are of Haggerty so I feel like that's uh, more than valid towards you and then there's been other reports that suggest that VC and his rep said there is no front runners so obviously you can tell it's a little bit hazy in terms of what's going on here and nobody really truthfully knows Do you guys feel there's a front runner at all?
3: I don't I honestly don't think right now there's a front runner uh, I, I think this uh, group is just trying to find the best, situation for vc um i mean if you're gonna say a front runner it's just a team that's gonna give him the best option in terms of a good future and winning opportunity i mean you could say maybe chicago would then technically be the front runners because they're just the best team out of the whole group so i guess you could call them the front runners but you just don't know what he's looking for because every team is just going to offer him the same exact thing except for the situation that he's going to be going to.
2: I can see that. I mean, it's hard not to argue against Chicago considering all the recent success they've had. Jake, I mean, is there anybody that stands out in your mind?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously Chicago. I mean, that's just the place to be right now in terms of just winning and and the culture that they build and the players you get to play with and the city you get to live in. I mean, Chicago, in my opinion should be the, the the favorite for any player if you're just picking it based on situation but I mean obviously for him there there's other attributes to it like maybe he wants to be a star player or wants to build a championship or or has a certain way of living or maybe he doesn't like the the violence going on in Chicago I don't know but I mean in my opinion Chicago's got to be the number one on the list yeah playing
2: next to Tays and Kane doesn't hurt either I I just I don't see how people wouldn't want to play in Chicago. And I hate to kind of put a damper on the hopes of other teams here, but I agree with you guys, Chicago is by far the best place to play right now. Something that we were talking about doing was pitching as if we were the teams to Jimmy VC why you should come join such and such team. Uh we narrowed our list down to six teams here, so we're going to go through the Buffalo Sabres, the New Jersey Devils, the Boston Bruins, the Chicago Blackhawks, the New York Rangers, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Obviously, being a Toronto-based podcast, we want to see him with the Leafs. But, you know, it doesn't look like that might happen right now, but we're going to give our best pitch here for each six of the teams, and we'll see what we come up with, and hopefully BC will end up in Toronto. But I don't know about that, guys. So we'll go through. uh, We're going to do Buffalo first, then we'll do Jersey second, Boston third, Chicago fourth, the Rangers fifth, and the Maple Leafs sixth. So I'll start off here with uh, Buffalo. Jimmy, man. We got the young core. We're with Eichel, and We flew out to see you. We brought Tim Murray, Dan Balsma, We got your old coach, Jerry Fortin, who's a scout for us. So you know there's some familiarity there. Um, Terry Pagula is committed to winning. Again, did I mention we got Jack Eichel, your pal? You know, Hobie Baker, Harvard, that whole connection. How nice would it sound for Eichel to VC or VC to Eichel for the next 10 years? Home to Buffalo. Build a championship team with us. We're on the right track. We got a bunch of young pieces. Again, Eichel. Did I mention we have Jack Eichel? I don't know. I don't, I don't got a whole lot for Buffalo, guys, but that's uh, that's my safest pitch there.
3: <laughs> that's really the best <laughs> pitch you could give for Buffalo. Well,
2: what am I going to say? Move to the beautiful city of Buffalo, New York? Like, come on. But the, but like, night like, like Hamilton. Tim Riddle can
3: use geography for Steven
2: Samkos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're really close to Toronto. We're halfway between, uh, you know, Toronto and, like, I guess we'll reach and say New York.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess.
2: Uh, we'll move on to New Jersey. Jake, you got New Jersey. You can feel free to pitch Jimmy VC here.
1: All right. How's it going? Uh, hey, Jimmy. This is uh, – right now I'm speaking is, is Josh Harris, uh, the the owner of the New Jersey Devils. I'm here with Dan Bilesma and John Hines. Obviously, Dan Bilesma here is – or not Dan Bilesma. What am I saying? I'm – what's Shiro. the – Ray Shiro. Ray Shiro. So My apologies. <laughs> Ray Shiro here is obviously one of the best GMs in the entire league. Look at what he just did to Edmonton. He basically just took their second best player for an average defenseman. I mean, we are building. Obviously, we don't have the superstar center down the middle, but we do have two superstar building blocks in Taylor Hall and Corey Schneider. You've got a great place to live here in new, the New York, New Jersey area. You could live in Hoboken, which is right down the way from Newark. We have a great brand-new arena with an excellent practice facility. By the way, did I mention that you get to live in Hoboken, which is popular for kids your age, college-age kids, and you're next to the greatest city in the world? I mean, I also add in the fact that we have three Stanley Cup titles in the past 20 years, something that a lot of these other teams can't, can't uh, attest to. And obviously, this is just a, a great organization. I mean, top to bottom, we've never had the financial support that we've had with with Josh here, obviously his his cash influx to the franchise is going to help us be a cap team, and and hopefully you can be a part of a a, win, a bringing a Stanley Cup back to New Jersey. All
2: right, all right, you know that's pretty compelling for uh, New Jersey. A little more than I thought we'd hear for Jersey. Uh, let's let's do Boston. Now. I'll do Boston real quick. Jimmy, it's Don Sweeney. You know me. I know you. You've been here all your life. Boston's your hometown team. You got the Jimmy Hayes connection, you've seen the way we treat hometown players. You've rooted for us your whole entire life. Your dad played here. You could keep the VC legacy going. Who wouldn't want to stay in Boston and be a hometown hero? You saw in 2011 we won a Stanley Cup, the effect it has on this city. You've seen the city of champions for the past 2,000 from 2000 to 2010 with the Bruins, the Celtics, the Patriots, and even the Red Sox. You've seen what winning a championship does to this city. How would you not want to be that guy? History, tradition, community. We got it all here in Boston. I know Jumbo Joe is your favorite player, and things didn't end the greatest with Jumbo, but your buddy Tori Krug's here. You know, you two are pals. You play on the national team together. You got a good chemistry going. You two could lead the Bruins into the future. You could be the next Boston Bruin guys. You got myself. You got Ted Donato. We're Harvard guys. You know how Harvard guys take care of each other. The connection's here. Your family's here. Stay home in Boston, and let's build a title for the Bruins, Jimmy. Uh, then we'll move on to Chicago Blackhawks, which is probably the easiest pitch. No, it's the <laughs> hardest. The hardest pitch, yeah. Oh, yeah <laughs> take care of the Blackhawks, buddy. <clears throat> uh,
3: Mr. VC, uh, Stan Bowen here. Uh, by the way, I got uh, Joel Quindle, Jonathan Tays, Patrick Kane in the room. Also, my uh, my father, Scotty Bowman, has decided to sit in with us. Do you want to win a championship? Uh, I think we've won uh, a couple of champions over the last few years. Uh, do you want to play with Jonathan Tays on the top line? Okay, you don't want to play the top line? That's fine. You can play with Patrick Ann on the second line. No, you want to play with a guy like Marion Hossa? You can choose whatever you want to do, Jimmy. Just come here and help us win another Stanley Cup.
2: Yeah, I feel like the Stanley Cup pitch is the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> will be
3: the pitch. <laughs> First okay,
2: let's move on to uh, the Rangers then. Jake, I know you're a New York guy, so just like New Jersey the Rangers is all yours but All right, photo. here we go. Uh
1: hey Jimmy, how's it going? Uh this is the New York Rangers here and I'm I'm joined with Ryan McDonough, my captain and and obviously a friend of yours uh Hayes, Jimmy uh, Kevin Hayes, a former uh, another Boston kid. What you what wouldn't you like about coming to Broadway and bringing a Stanley Cup to uh, New York? Did you ever see ever look at the Stanley Cup parade in 1994? That city adores us and they still do. Thinking back on that, ending that title drought, wouldn't you want to do that here in New York, which is the greatest city in the world, by the way? Oh, did I also mention the fact that you get to live in the greatest city in the world, living in Manhattan and commuting to Madison Square Garden, the world's most famous arena, playing in front of those lights, playing, under, uh, playing on the same stage as guys like Mark Messier, Wayne Gretzky, and other greats, Brian Leach, Mike Richter. I mean, if you want to win anywhere, They'll build a statue for here for you here in New York if you bring a championship to New York. Oh, by the way, I have Marc Messier here with me, arguably the greatest captain to ever live. This guy advocates for the city of New York, and he'll tell you about his times here and how much he's still adored today, even 25, 22 years past when he won a title. If you bring that to New York, you will also be a legend like him. And also, there are added benefits to living in New York. Off the ice, you can do whatever you want. You can live any type of life because there any lifestyle is accepted here in New York City, and you can do anything in the media business if you want. This is the media capital of the world, outside of being the sports capital of the world. All right, you know,
2: I hope he uh, passes on the Rangers. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not the biggest fan, but Dave, the most important one, the one that's gonna count, the one that's gonna speak for the nation, buddy. Pitch Jimmy VC to come to T.O. All
3: right. Uh, Jimmy, uh, Brendan Shannon here. Uh, You may know this guy, uh, you know, our general manager, Lou Lamarillo right here. Uh, Head coach, Mike Babcock, uh, Kyle Dubas, Mark Hunter, probably the most, uh, most feared front office in all the NHL. We will definitely take care of whatever you need, Jimmy. I mean, we got your buddy James Van Rienz, fellow American uh, Austin Matthews. Uh we probably have probably one of the greatest prospects pool in all the NHL now with guys like Mitch Marner. You got Kasperi Kapanen. You know, if even if you don't make the Leafs right away, you got the Toronto Marlies, but who cares? You're gonna be with the Leafs next season. The Toronto Maple Leafs have not won a cup since nineteen sixty seven. We all know that. We all know that. But you give us a couple of years, we will probably build a team that will win at least, a good chance will at least win a couple of cups in the next few years if you are willing to take the time and build a great dynasty with us. We've got a really good uh, core group of players. We have players that are willing to do what it takes to win, as you can see with our buddy here, Leo Komarov, who will teach you some other languages if you want to ex- exp- expand on your knowledge. Uh We've also liked uh, your work over at Harvard. We like bringing guys from the NCAA. So come to Canada. Canada's looking for a winner. And if you come to Toronto, you're going to be coming to the most, and I say the most, important hockey market in the world. These guys live, breathe, and sleep hockey. Yes, we got the Toronto Blue Jays. We got the Toronto Raptors. So if you want to meet Drake, we can make that work. You know, we own them as well. So if you want to come to... We own them as well. We pretty much own the city of Toronto. If you want to come to the best hockey market in the world, it is Toronto, and you will be a part of probably the best rebuild plan that's probably going on right now because our owners are willing to take the time and be patient with it. And you'll also get a chance to be a part of a core that will have a lot of flexibility financially moving forward as well. Jimmy, I think the decision is pretty easy. Come to Toronto.
2: And if you don't, Lou Lambrillo will make sure you don't play hockey again. <laughs> uh,
3: it would be an unfortunate set of circumstances.
1: You know, what, what about the fact that we, uh, we gave your pops a job and your, your kid brother a job too? Yeah.
3: Oh, wait, oh, oh, his, oh, by the way, have you, your dad's probably said that many times before too, and your brother too. We've already, we've already got your brother and dad hooked up for the rest of their lives. Regardless of what have you come from, connection
2: here.
1: Brother. We know, we know how bad your brother is at hockey. He's not very good, but hey, we'll find a spot for him on the Marlies. <laughs> we got your family taken
3: care of if you know what we're saying.
1: Yeah, so the choice yeah. is
3: yours.
2: <laughs> I would love to see him come to Toronto. I mean, who who wouldn't? Right? That's a Leafs fan. Is there anything else you guys feel we could uh, add in there for VC to come to Toronto? I mean, I think Dave yeah, there's, there's
1: so it. many different things. I mean, oh, I you mean, could just you could just point to. Like the reactions that you see during the Raptors playoff run of the Blue Jays and how absurd the buildings get and how loud it is. I mean, did you look at Maple Leaf Square? Imagine that during a Leafs run of the Cup final. Oh. Look at, you oh, talk yeah. about did, you not see,
3: did you not see it in 2012 when the Leafs were in the playoffs?
1: And they were in
2: the first, first round. round.
3: First yeah. round?
2: Yeah. It's a deprived fan base, man. Like, they're hungry for a winner. Exactly. I'm not even talking the Stanley Cup winner, Just just playoffs. That's all they want right now.
1: I know, and I mean, you want to talk about just going anywhere and getting known as a celebrity? I mean, I don't know. I don't know his personality. I mean, maybe maybe it's a egotistical person like me. I like that. I would like that if I was an athlete, getting recognized <laughs> out in public. That would be fun. But, Do you uh,
3: Egotistical, Jake. I wouldn't put that. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I know. I, wouldn't I hide it that. pretty
1: well.
2: Not our dear Jacob. Man. I hide Come it on. pretty well. <laughs> I think, though, from, like, a hockey perspective, too, where else can you better develop your talent than under somebody like Mike Babcock? Yep. I feel like that's one of, the, arguably, the best coach possible to help develop his talent. Exactly. And even if he was to go down to the Marlies, let's say, if he did, like, I don't know, a short stint with them there, they've got themselves quite the program going right now where he'd even develop there.
1: I, yeah. I There's no way he's going there, but,
2: yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm just, like, hypothetically saying that. Yeah, I got you. I got you in Toronto with the Maple Leafs, who better than Mike Babcock?
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, the only thing with automatic be top 6 spot too. Maybe coach Q. I mean, yeah. obviously you'd play him with Matthews. I mean, there's no other there's no yeah. other place you'd play him. Like ever, Man, ever like if I'm if I'm realistically Toronto, I'm not letting Lou Lamorello anywhere near that pitch because I don't know he's he's got some pretty ancient philosophies and and I feel like they don't recruit in recruiting, even though that's what he was he was even though he's an athletic director at Providence, I mean the big thing is he recruits I mean I'd never put past Lou Lamorello for getting big time recruits I mean he got coach Rick Patino, arguably the best coach in all of college basketball to go to Providence Providence yep. college i mean they're no, they're not a powerhouse by any means in college sports, obviously they won the NCAA title, but just to get, you know, a guy like, like Rick Pitino to go to Providence, and he subsequently led them to the final four, by the way, was obviously a huge get, I mean, I don't put anything past him, you know, I've doubted him before, I didn't think that Lou would be able to get Babcock, and he did, I mean, I mean, the guy's been able to do a lot of, a lot of great things, so, I mean, I can't put I can't put anything past what what he'll be able to do.
2: Well, here, why did you say you wanted to keep him out of the pitch then? You just felt his philosophies are too... I, I
1: thought with regards to, like, negotiating a contract or guaranteeing a, a roster spot, I mean, I think you obviously have to guarantee him a roster spot. I mean, it's ridiculous if you think that you're going to get him and say, oh, you got to come into camp and prove yourself. I mean, obviously, VZ's not going to be, like, asking, oh, I want everything handed to me, and if I'm not getting a guaranteed top-line spot... Uh, without even showing up to training camp, I'm not going to play. I mean, obviously the guy's a pretty big time competitor. Uh, you know, he wanted to stay at Harvard to win them a championship. And hey, I mean Harvard—that's another big time, big time famous program that he wanted to return to glory. So I mean, makes sense that you get uh, one of the oldest and most recognizable franchises in all of hockey to on on top. So. I mean, I think it's an original six team he picks. I uh, So my three is the Leafs, Chicago, and... Uh, Rangers? Yeah.
2: Let me ask you this then. What do you guys give him as a contract? Do you max him out with a three-year entry level? Obviously, he can only take an entry he's, level. Yeah, but... he's
1: going to get that from every team. I yeah. So he's basically going to get two, like a first overall pick. I think it's two years, actually. But yeah. He, he,
3: he, yeah, he doesn't need to get the three-year. Oh,
1: no, it's two.
2: Yeah. So he'll get the two and like maxed out performance bonuses. Yeah. You're basically just
1: saying give him whatever he wants. Yeah, basically. I mean, because everybody is going to offer him that. So, I mean, that's the least you could do. Yeah. Okay. Damn, that's
2: a lot of money for a guy. Do you think there's going to be too much pressure on VC wherever he ends up? Like, would a Toronto or New York or Boston not be?
3: I think if he go, too much pressure. I think if he goes to Boston, it would be. I think New York. They can shell him with some of those, you know, the other guys they have there. Chicago, obviously, he would be sheltered. Toronto, they've got a good group of prospects they're bringing in together, which will help keep the spotlight just off of him and putting it on other people. So,
1: I mean, I think it helps that, I mean, as though I'm I'm uh, criticizing Lou Lamarella, I mean, the thing the guy is, is doing for younger players is obviously keeping them out of the spotlight and doing – everything to deflect blame to coach Babcock. I mean, that's what Babcock is here for. He's literally here to take all the blame and even though it's not his blame, uh last year wasn't his fault. I mean, they just put no talent around him. He he's gone out of his way to prove that he needs to get better and that he needs to make the right adjustments. So, I mean, it's also going to help Jimmy that Rookies aren't allowed to do interviews, which I think is ridiculous, but that's just his philosophy, and I mean, I don't know if it's the right one, but it's definitely an interesting one for somebody who's who's not as media savvy as uh, maybe a college guy is. I mean, they don't get insane amount of press. I don't think he's ever been in a Frozen Four, so – I mean, he's definitely going to be protected by whoever takes him, but I think the Leafs are going to be able to handle it better than, than any any other team would. Okay. I think the
2: whole not talking as a rookie thing is going to help a lot. But I do feel like, too, that no matter where Jimmy goes, the scrutiny is going to be high because a player like this holding out for as long as he has and then being traded to Buffalo and then still holding out and not signing, I think expectations are just going to be so high for Jimmy V C and – if the minute he doesn't live up to him, I'm kind of curious
1: as to how he'll handle it. Yeah, I mean, I've I've had the luxury to watch him for all four years that he was at Harvard, and I mean, this kid's legit. Like, in my opinion, he a player he really does remind me of is James Van Riemsdyk a lot, and that he's got really really good hands in tight. He's got a big body. He's a very good skater. Got a really quick wrist shot, and I mean, he he's really intelligent with the puck and uses his body to his advantage. I mean, that's the thing that he was just completely dominant at at Harvard was just just using his body to his advantage. He's like six three, about two hundred and fifteen pounds, I think. He's a big kid, and I mean, he. Well, here, hold on, Jake. Why don't you give us the full-blown scouting report? It's already all right. Down. All right, sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, as I said, you know, he's really good with the puck. Obviously, you know, he's not the fastest skater, but he's a good skater and tight. Uh, I think he's got better quickness than he does overall speed. He's got really good hands in tight, like like a James Van Riemsdyk in that, you know, he can handle the puck in tight spaces and and in front of the net can really uh, work the puck on deflections and stuff like that. He's got a really good wrist shot and a quick release. You know, uh, his release is, is like kind of akin to Phil Kessel in that, it's kind of you don't know when it's coming because he just brings it down the to- uh, from the toe of his stick down to the heel and just snaps it on that. I mean, it scored him, I think, 100 goals. And, and in my opinion, college is, is is the hardest place to compete day in and day out as an 18-year-old. As an and, and he did that uh, as a freshman. He succeeded. And then obviously as a sophomore and his junior year was better than his senior year. And obviously, he won the Hobie Baker this year, so he's the best player in college. Anything
2: else you want to add to uh, your man-crusher on Jimmy Vesey?
1: No, I mean, I I also think it helps that if he were to come in, he wouldn't – he'd be the number three guy behind Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. I mean, obviously, Matthews is the number one overall pick. Like, that's the most hype by far and then you got the hype that that marner's built with the season that he just had and the debate that people are having whether he should play or not. I mean, obviously I think it's completely ridiculous he should be playing. But I think it helps that there's going to be so many other kids his age who should take up more headlines than he than he will.
2: So you have VC Marner, Austin Matthews, and Nylander just kind of falling out of the spotlight a bit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i
1: i don't think that's that's a a down down thing uh for Nylander. i think it's just you know we're kind of addicted to new things and this is kind of the the more recent thing uh it's like the recency effect so obviously we know what Nylander is he's a fantastic player i mean he's probably gonna be in the rookie scoring lead next year probably, i'm guessing like 50 points uh and if you looked at him, the way he's been working out this summer, he's 200 pounds now. It's incredible yeah. to think that he's gained 23 pounds of muscles, or I think it was 28 pounds since his draft year. He was 172. Now he's at 200 pounds, 5'11". Like, he's a big kid. I mean, he's ready to come in and, and dominate in the NHL. And obviously, he had a really good season last year uh, in his short stint that uh, after his call-up. So... I mean, I think that's why, because we've kind of seen what Nylander's able to do in the NHL, and obviously people are impressed with it, but you're more looking forward to seeing what type of players Matthews and Marner are going to be. And if they get busy, you're obviously going to be locked in on what kind of player he can be. So I, I don't think it's it's a bad thing for, for Nylander. I think it's just the recency effect, and people want to see what the, the more uh, recent kids who haven't done anything yet, can do over over Nylander falling back in the path but out of those four i think he would be the third best player of of the four Nylander with it matthews marner Nylander and bz
2: i'm expecting a huge season from Nylander and maybe not like 70 points but i think 50 50 to 55 points but i just feel like all the training and everything he's done i might slide him into that number two slot right now but i think long term marner is the more high ceiling guy but I just think right now this season we're going to see a lot from Nylander. Speaking with VC though, if you do sign him hypothetically,
1: do you trade James Van Riemsdyk? Does JVR not become tradable then? Uh, I mean that's a tough question. Obviously he's one of the one of the better left wingers in all of hockey. Uh, U.S. Olympian will be on the World Cup team. Had a really good season until he tragically got injured uh, with a broken foot that mysteriously kept him out the entire season. But we'll forget that that happened. Um, but I mean, he's also on a really good contract, but again, if you get, if you're able to get a guy like Jimmy Vesey, who in my opinion is a very similar player to him, it does make him, uh, movable because I mean, people want first line centers, obviously big wingers too, are extremely coveted. I would demand a lot back, say if he gets traded to a team like, like the Devils, I'd want. I'd want, obviously, Severson, maybe a first-round pick, and another winger, another uh, prospect. But the deal I'd, I'd focus on is trying to get a guy like Jacob Truba out of Winnipeg or or Cam Fowler or Hampus Lindholm or Sammy Vatanen out of out of Anaheim. I think you have to uh, deal him for a, a top-pairing defenseman. Dave, would you move JVR if we get Jimmy Vesey, hypothetically?
3: Um, You... The, the tough part is obviously, I mean, Jake's seen more of than I have, so I can't really say how good he's going to be. But if he comes in and he's as good as Jake says he's going to be, then, yeah, I mean, you. I think the Leafs are short on good defensemen. And if JVR at this point can get you that, there's, there's no reason why you can't make that trade. I know he's on a good contract and he's a good player, but you have to improve other areas of your team and I think defense is one area that the Leafs still need to improve on, so might as well at this point, you're getting better forward prospects coming in and JBR's contract is up, I believe, after he has two more years left, if I'm not wrong, so you might as well try to get him when his value is high and then having, uh, I don't know, he loses his trade value in his pending UFA year so, I guess I guess even if they don't get VC, I would still consider it depending on how a guy like Nylander, Marner, and some other guys are able to step in. I just at this point, I think it's better to try and improve other areas than to just overload in one area with like your forwards.
1: Dave, so I would think think of V Z as the same rookie season as Kevin Hayes. So think about forty five, fifty points with maybe twenty goals. That that's that's exactly what I would think of they're very similar players but Hayes is a little taller
3: okay and and that would and that would be a bonus I mean you're you're bringing in a guy and I expectations for me I always keep expectations low for rookies just so that they can kind of stay comfortable with their game but if if you get VC there's no reason why he can't JBR can't be traded especially to get the cap room because his is probably the easiest contract to move because he has so much value
1: i mean if if we do if you don't get vz it's it's very hard for me to uh deal j v r off this roster right away i mean i well, think not right need, away. yeah i am saying like before the season you need you need quality older players on the team i mean you can't just rebuild with with the young guys i mean obviously i think j v r is a perfect fit for this team and i would really hate to see him go, but if a team really gives you uh offer you can't reviews i'm not gonna say no to that because obviously yeah he's a great player but if you're able to get a very similar player in a jimmy vesey then it it, it makes too much sense to, to say no to that exactly
2: if jvr was to stay then let's say the leafs get vc and they keep jvr would a trio of jvr matthews and vc not make sense to play together or would you guys split that up
1: I mean, I think I think. Uh, well, they're obviously that they would all be left hand shots. So, I mean, they wouldn't play on the same line. I think it would go. Uh, obviously, they said that that Nylander is playing with Matthews. That's what that's what Coach Babcock said. Yeah, I believe him. So uh, we'll see we'll see if that comes to fruition for the full season. But if I were to if I were to handle it, yeah, I'd play. I'd go Nylander Matthews. And and then JVR on that line and then maybe the second line I'd go with, with Kadri and maybe Mitch Marner, maybe a guy like like Leo Komarov or something like that. And, you know, it's flexible. Obviously, I think they're three deep in terms of scoring lines, but I think it's going to be really hard to differentiate between which line is going to have more talent, because if Marner makes the team, I don't know where he's going to play. I mean, ideally, what you want with Marner is you want him to play in Toronto for Team Cannon and win a gold medal. I mean, this season isn't isn't a make or break season for the Leafs. You want them to slowly develop. I think the plan that they have in place for him is that he's going to be up here for the first half. He's going to play his 11 or 12 games. Going to be able to practice with the with the Leafs. Maybe he gets a mystery conditioning skint and get gets sent down to the Marlies for a couple games. And they're going to really try and stretch it out so he can play for Team Canada uh, on in January. And then when he comes back, they'll make a decision after that because, I mean, this is a kid that obviously he's very thin. Uh, obviously, it hasn't been a problem for Patrick Kane, but Patrick Kane is a freak of nature. I mean, the guy is literally unhittable. And in my opinion, he's one of the top three players in the entire league um so that's obviously the comparable for him but again you never know I mean this isn't this isn't the OHL as amazing as season was uh it's it's a big difference between the two leagues he's not going to be able to dangle around everyone he's going to get hit too so I think it's going to be interesting to see him in in preseason and and we'll see where it goes from there if he does incredibly well and steals a spot from an older guy then so be it but I wouldn't be too upset with him just being strung along till the World Juniors and then making a decision after that.
2: Dave, where would you play VC? Uh, I think
3: JVR will be. It would be nice if he could play a JVR. I think, considering they're both bigger players, you may want to spread that out because the Leafs are. I wouldn't say they're lacking size. They've gone guys who have who have size. Now you've mentioned Nylander's put on some. Put on some weight but I think you want to spread it around I mean I don't know where exactly Batcock's going to line up Matthews and Nylander but if you want VC to learn to play with a veteran guy then JVR is probably that guy because they play a similar game uh, I think you just play wherever the chemistry is I mean I wouldn't force it but it may just work out that way so wherever it just works out for him whether that's on the first line, second line, it's just he has to be the one to kind of dictate that. I'm not gonna say he has to play with this guy or he has to do that guy. I don't think Jake's saying that either. But um, I, I just say let it, just kind of let it roll out through camp, see who he's found chemistry with, and just roll him with that with those guys. I will say about Marner though, uh, at this point, I wouldn't I would not think that the Leafs are gonna. They may try to stretch out the nine games, but you'd also don't want to harness development by constantly keeping him off the ice, on the ice, what, debating when you're going to put him in the lineup, when you're not going to put him in the lineup. I definitely think the World Juniors is going to be where he's going to go. He'll have that time there, but I'm not going to kind of shoo him around the entire season, make him think whether he's going to get in the lineup or not. If he's good enough, play him. If that means they lose that year of his entry level, it just means that he's played well enough to do to make the Leafs decide that he's worthy of being on the team for the whole season. Unless he's really struggling in camp, I'm not managing him completely. It's almost like the Aaron Sanchez thing. Just let the guy do his thing, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then you have options that you can work out for him.
1: Dave, what if he's not good enough? Where are you going to send him?
3: If he's not good enough, well, obviously, there's the conditioning stint. And then if it, if it works that way, they'll they'll know for sure at the beginning of the season. They'll give him the first game. I mean, it depends on how patient they are going to be with him. They're going to be patient, though. But I, I, that's, the, that's the whole conundrum is you can't send him anywhere other than the OHL unless you give him the conditioning stint, and that only probably works about once. I mean, I don't know how many times you can do that, so... Um, as much as it hurts me to put him in London, if that's, I it, 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 that's that's the tough part. But you're not. I don't know how you can keep him around. He only gets nine games before his entry level goes up. So it's I, like I actually games.
1: I actually think that numbers is relevant. I mean, they clearly showed that they don't care with Mar- with uh, Nylander. I mean, he could have easily played under nine games and kept that entry level deal. I think they know what they have in these kids. They know that they're going to be elite players and they're prepared to to pay them. I mean, I think it's it's safe to say that, that Mitch Martin is probably going to be an elite player in this league. I mean, no doubt about it. Anybody who puts up points like that. Yeah. There's a couple guys, Rob shrimp and Sam Gagne who haven't had good, good careers, but I mean, those were other, they had other situations that, that uh, came in front of them succeeding, but I mean, I think the real number is is the forty game threshold, which will decide if he gets one year closer to free agency. I think that is the is the real number that they're they're looking at, and obviously, if he's incredible, you don't care about that number, because uh, he's probably going to get a long term deal after his entry level anyway. But it's something to think about for sure. But yeah, I mean, I don't really see that as the as the important number to think about with the nine game threshold i mean unless you have a fringe player obviously it worked with miko Ranton last year and colorado saved a year on his entry level and and last year pittsburgh really muffed it up by by taking daniel sprong who was clearly not ready and playing him a, a bunch of games of burning a year on his entry level deal but I mean, I don't think that's the, that's the number that people are looking at. I think it's the 40, the 40 games or 45 or whatever it is that determine, uh, when you're going to be a free agent, unrestricted free agent. Yeah. That's, uh, that's probably the other, that's probably the
3: best way of putting it. Um, uh, I just let the, let him do what he, what make him feel comfortable. Don't make him think about you only have this amount, this number of games to prove what you're worth. Sort of deal. But yeah, I agree that you're just gonna have to just take it game well not game asking, but you're just gonna have to take it in, in periods and just and just wait it out.
2: Final predictions on where VC signs guys?
3: As much as I as much as a good pitch we probably put for Toronto. My money is probably on the Rangers.
2: The Rangers, okay, how come?
3: I I think with the younger players they got coming in, they just made that trade for Zabana Jad they seem to be wanting to move away from their you know, veteran players. They want to bring in more youthful talent that they don't have. I think the situation works out better for him there than let's say Boston or well, Chicago would have been my second choice just because of it's an obvious like easy decision for him, but I think if he wants to be if he wants to stay in the States and be a star, I think New York's that place for him.
1: Also Boos Navich is coming for, for the Rangers and he's very, very good. The, the, the kid puck. from the KHL, Pavel Yeah, Kuznetsov. no, yeah,
2: that's yeah. yeah. good. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how how he'll pan out here. Uh, I think
1: he's really, really good hands. I mean, he... He, he kind of reminds me of Kuznetsov. That's exactly what I was going to say, Kuznetsov, or even a guy like, like a Nicholas Backstrom in, in that he's got... He doesn't shoot a lot. He's, he's more of a passer. I mean, as much as people like to think that Russians are just the guys that shoot the puck and never pass, I mean... They have rules there where they just pass the puck all the time, and and I mean he's a guy that's a real playmaker. He's an excellent skater. He's obviously gained a lot of strength. I mean he's still pretty thin. He's about 180 pounds, so he's got some uh, he's got some North American weight he's got to add. But I think he's he's uh, going to be one of the one of the rookie year candidates for sure. He's got a lot of talent.
2: He's super smooth, too, when he skates up there. Yeah,
1: I mean, I remember him uh, playing against uh, Canada and America and the World Juniors, and he was he was very, very good. He was dominant. Where do you think BC's going to end up, Jake? I, As much as it pains me to say, I got Chicago as my number one. I got the Leafs at two and the Rangers at three. I just think, I mean, just go to a 23-year-old kid who just got out of college with Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves and Duncan Keith and Corey Crawford and Artemi Panarin, I mean, you just, just look at, at what they did with Panarin, who's a player of probably pretty similar skill, and just look what they did to him. I mean, they set him up not only with a Rookie of the Year trophy, they set him up with a huge contract down the road. I mean, that's a place where if you are looking to win now and you're looking to get paid in the future, that's the place to go because they all get paid more than more than any other place because they win. I mean, people pay for people that win. Anyway, so even if he's thinking about a second contract, and maybe the maybe that the the Blackhawks can't sign him to that second contract, but if he goes out there wins a, a Stanley Cup, and you know maybe he gets moved like a Brandon Saad or something like that, at least he's got a yeah, cup, and then he can then he about can to say. cash in. Yeah, that He yeah,
2: literally stole doesn't say with that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I, yeah, I totally agree. I think whether he if he does go to Chicago. Depending on if his whole future's there, he will be set up perfectly in his NHL career if he goes to Chicago. But I still, I still think New York gives him the best chance to get the spotlight for himself. You he, think he's
2: a selfish guy. eh?
3: Well, I mean he's he he could have he could have been already in the play, he could have already been for a playoff caliber team in uh, Nashville, who has a very promising future now with PK Subban added to that. I think he wants. I think he either he wants a spotlight. Or he just wants to be in a in a market that he wants to be in that NHL pre- premier or prime time NHL hockey bar in the states, or it could even be Toronto. I think maybe that. I don't know if that's the exact reason why, but it seems like he he could have had a good situation in Nashville, but he chose elsewhere.
1: I think he knew after his junior year that he wanted to go somewhere else. I mean, no offense to Nashville, probably in my opinion, one of the better hockey markets to play in and live in. I mean, it's an awesome spot down there. they got some pretty passionate fans, and, you know, you can live your life. Uh, Look at P.K. Subban. He looks to be uh, having some fun there. But, I mean, I thought thought he knew that right away. I mean, as you said, he could have been on not only a a playoff team, a Stanley Cup-caliber team. And he could have played on a team that almost made the finals last year. They lost in Game 7 to the Western Conference champions and they yep. probably pretty easily could have handled the blues who fell off a cliff in that, that final series. And I mean, I th- I think he definitely had a place in mind, but obviously this time that he's been able to choose has given him more ch- more time to think about his options. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the teams that, that just never made sense to me were, were Boston and Buffalo. I mean, Boston, because, yeah, I guess he's from there, but their direction of their team makes no sense to me. I mean, are they rebuilding? Yep. Are they are they contending? I mean, their good players are getting older. They still haven't re-signed Marchand. they got no defensemen. they got a shaky goaltender, and Rask had a really bad season last year. I mean, they just don't really have a, a, a direction. I mean, if I'm a young player, I'd obviously want a direction of, of where we're going in the future. Cause I mean, this is going to be his prime years. So he's going to be 23, but, and Buffalo, I mean, yeah, they got some good players and stuff like that. But I mean, in terms of like places to live, you got an opportunity to go to New York, Toronto, Chicago, you know, maybe LA, if they make a pitch, I mean, that would be very low on my list in terms of like a living arrangements. But again, I don't know. I have no idea. I've never met the kid, but you know, he seems he seems to like the spotlight considering he's he's taken it this far and not just straight up said this is where I'm signing no matter what once it reaches that date cuz he easily could have just said that and said trade my rights there so I can sign right away, but I mean, clearly he he likes having uh, all eyes on him, which I don't blame. Yeah.
2: There's no question he likes having all eyes on him. I just I can't see how there's any way to argue against that when you look at the way his whole process has panned out. He's dragged everything along and had said nothing. And he got traded to the Sabres, and he's kind of just blown them off the whole time. Like, they flew out there, you thought... Well, they flew out there, what, last week or two weeks ago? And you would have thought that would have been when they're closing the deal and they're going to sign them. They came back empty-handed. So, I I feel like the Sabres and Bruins, you can cross them off the list. Uh, New Jersey, I'm kind of surprised how they slid in there. I know they got a lot of new money, like you were saying, Jake, but... I don't know how that would fit for him in terms of the way everything's played out and the spotlight and playing for like a bigger team. Like, Yeah, they live next to New York, but they're not New York.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think the thing that's really, really changed with that, when I went back and thought about it, when you look at New Jersey's prospect pool, I mean, they recruit – and draft and sign a ton of kids from the Boston area. I mean, they've got Nick Lappin who was at Brown University, Miles Wood from Boston College, Steve Santini from uh Boston College. I mean, they get a lot of young players from that area, so obviously there's a big word of mouth. I mean, it's a great organization. I mean for people saying it's it's not there's not great fans or or it's not New York. I mean it's it's consistently one of the most respected organizations in in the sport and i mean yeah sometimes you think really are they going to get a a key key free agent i mean that hasn't happened since you know the 2000s when they were chasing cups but i mean when you really step back and look at it they have a lot of uh qualities that make them attractive to a player and i mean especially considering that money is not an issue i mean it kind of I kind of like this system where basically you're basically just recruiting. It's like college; you're getting re-recruited, and the only thing that they can offer you is better facilities, a better way of life, and and stuff like that. So, I mean, it definitely gives New Jersey an added advantage. I mean, I know their their owner is loaded. I mean, it's great great for the team to get bought by such a rich owner who's committed to winning, and and that helps. But Obviously, um, when you're not having to to pitch against the the Rangers and, and Leafs who have unlimited money, it, it helps them a lot. So I mean, I thought about that, and it just made sense to me, considering all the all the college kids and especially Boston kids that they recruited. I'm sure they're friends because they seem to all know each other somehow.
2: Well, that's an interesting connection. I never knew that that New Jersey was that heavily involved in recruiting in Boston.
1: Yeah, Ray Shiro's. So, his, I believe his son uh, was was at Boston College or, or something like that. And you know, it's just a really really uh, tight knit community, hockey community there. Because Boston, I mean, for people that think it's this big city, I mean, it's like it's smaller than Mississauga. I mean, it's five hundred thousand people. You know, it's kind of like a like a smaller city, but it's got a big. Uh, area surrounding it so but yeah i mean those those boston guys they definitely stick up for each other and, and look out for each other so i think that helps
2: i totally agree uh for me my final prediction with jimmy would be chicago i hate to sound like cliche but i just i don't see how chicago is not the best opportunity for him and you look at what you were saying jake with artimi panarin the way they developed this guy and they even took care of him with his performance bonuses they could have easily sat him out the last game and you know told him to piss off and not get his bonus. They let him play, he got that. They loaded it, they gave him all these opportunities to make more money, which is pretty much what VC is going to want based on how long he's held out here. I don't see how playing in Chicago wouldn't be the best thing for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, it makes too much sense. I I mean, they really showed it when I believe it was on NBC that they did a thing uh, a a little story on how much Kane has, has meant to Panarin and and the points he has with Kane and without Kane, obviously Panarin's a great player, but Kane helps that a lot. I mean, it would, I think I'd get 30 points playing with a guy who had 105. I mean, it it just helps that much. And I'm not saying that he's a product, complete product of, uh, of Patrick Kane, but Hey, that'd be a, that'd be a pretty nice guy to ride shotgun with.
2: Well, even if he doesn't ride shotgun with McCain, I mean, look at Taze. Which I
1: don't think he would. I don't think they're going to split up that Russian plus Kane line. I
2: Me mean, neither. I think he'd play with Taze because host is getting older. Lad's gone. There's always been that looming void up on the top line there with Taze, yeah. and maybe VC could fill that.
1: Yeah, they also got some some pretty good kids coming from unfortunately North Dakota, who beat my uh, my Quinnipiac Bobcats in the NCAA final. They had Nick Schmaltz on that. That amazing line with Brock Besser, that, that BBC line, that uh, that is just going to be really good. Nick Schmaltz is is a really good player. So I expect him to play in that lineup too. And there's some other kids from college that should come in and get some ice time. I mean, they're obviously reloading, but they're still going to be as good as usual.
2: they got quite the program there in North Dakota. I'll give them that, man. They've been in a lot of Final Fours. Yeah,
1: exactly. Frozen,
2: Frozen Fours. Yeah, sorry. exactly before we wrap this whole VC thing up is there anything else you guys want to touch on
1: yeah um actually there was just a um update I got from Bleacher report saying that uh Jimmy yes. VZ narrows it down to six teams according to the Boston Herald they didn't really go on to list those six teams but I'm assuming it's the six teams that we we actually did today so looks like there's nobody else outside of that yeah,
2: I saw that update as well as we were going here, and I think it is the six teams we mentioned. I don't see why it wouldn't be. Like, is is there really any surprise team that could pop into this?
1: I think the one that I Pittsburgh can think maybe? of would be yeah, either Pittsburgh or or maybe L. A. But I uh, I don't see it. I feel like L. A. is too far from home for him. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's definitely a different kind of life over there, and I think he's he's obviously a kid that's stayed around the Northeast, so. I think it's it's generally within the geographic northern United States, and obviously LA is pretty far south. So,
2: okay, Dave, any final uh, final words for You want to throw
3: in on BC? I'm just wondering if the decision is going to come right on August 15th, when the deadline of when he becomes a free agent happens, or if it drags on in any way.
1: I think it will take a day or two. Yep, they usually always do. Like Kevin Hayes decided, and I think a day and. Justin uh, Justin Schultz took a day, I believe it was the same day. Mm-hmm. So
2: we're gonna set the line at what Tuesday evening over under.
1: I think one and a half Basically. days. I, I'm gonna take slightly over. I think two. It depends on if he gives everyone their pitch, because I, I remember with Edmonton uh, or with Schultz that they gave only two team only two teams a, a shot at him. It was the Leafs and then Edmonton, and then uh, he signed with Edmonton. I'm taking the under.
2: I think he signs first day. It would
1: be really interesting to see who each team brings to their pitch meeting. I mean, I, I want to know who uh, who the Leafs would bring.
2: Well, who do you think they would bring?
1: I obviously think they're bringing the, the scouts. I mean, obviously, you might – would you bring his dad? Would you bring his I'd dad? I'd bring his dad and his brother. Really? I don't think I'd bring First-hand his brother. First-hand experience. I don't know if I'd bring his brother. I think that would be kind of kind of a a crappy move to just – Bring his family there and tell him to do that. I wouldn't bring his family at all. I'd just bring, I'd bring the three uh, big guys in and uh, Babcock, Lamorello, and and Shanahan. And, no, Mark Hunter. No, I mean he's player personnel, so I mean it's not really. He he picks the guys. Obviously, he told him he's pretty good. So then maybe sure. I maybe I'd bring a guy like Morgan Riley, and I, I don't even know if you could bring Austin Matthews because he's never really really been and lived in toronto or played there so
2: yeah, he just got there i mean
1: obviously you could just say we have austin matthews so
2: i do feel like they'll have a pretty good vibe of what is interesting to jimmy VC, and if family is something that's important to him i think bringing the family along yeah. would help but if it's not and it's just strictly hockey then yeah leave them at home but i think they'll have a pretty good vibe of what to bring i wonder
1: if you call in a guy like uh like either a, like a jeff o'neill or a matt sundin or Doug Gilmore, or Wendell Bill Clark, Clark yeah. Like any of the legends that Darryl come Sittler. out. Daryl Sittler, yeah, exactly. I mean, it would be interesting, because I have a feeling if New York is, is doing it, and I know New York, they always bring out the best. And they're definitely bringing Messier, I'll guarantee that. Yeah, how could they not, right? Exactly, I mean the guy is, is literally New York. They can say he's from you know, Western Canada, but he's the epitome of New York. The, the yeah, guarantee, you, everything like that. So I was just
2: gonna say, once you guarantee and you win yeah. and you bring a Stanley Cup after You're a legend. Yep. Yeah, forever. <laughs> exactly. Maybe
1: even Lundquist too. That'd be a that'd be a pretty solid guy. I mean he, he's showing how awesome it is to live and play in New York based on yeah,
2: lives based like on star. his
1: life, yeah, exactly. He actually is an all uh, rock star too, so
2: Yeah, he's a hell of a musician. He's the
1: king, man, he can do a whole bunch exactly. of
2: Exactly. <laughs> well, I think we've covered pretty much Everything Jimmy VC here. We almost got an hour of Jimmy VC talk, which is awesome in itself. Jimmy, if that doesn't tell you how much Toronto loves you already, I mean, I don't want to tell you, dude. We've been talking about you for weeks. But on that note, we'll wrap this up. The deadline is August 15th, where Jimmy VC will sign, so stay tuned with that. As always, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Tip of the Tower. You can follow myself on Twitter at Crystal Cranitz. You can follow Jake at JakeMilton12. You can follow Dave at D underscore if you like what you're hearing, subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud at Tip of the Tower. Thanks again for listening, guys, and enjoy the Jimmy Beasley sweepstakes. Take care. Oh,
1: going on with the Mitch Marner.